0: Grealish is in again, and this could be seven. Tottenham Hotspur have come north to Manchester, and they scored half a dozen. On this episode of Premier League NPJ's Deadline Day Deals
1: and Match Week Madness.
0: Welcome back to the only Premier League podcast with a dress code. And that dress code being Jammies. Jake, it is not only transfer deadline day, it's passed, but it was a wild mm-hmm. match week four. I can't wait to talk about it. What about you? I am titillated with the thought oh, of talking
1: about <laughs> these topics. It's easy, Tiger. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Let me throw all those T words at no, you. No, I, I loved
0: it. The alliteration, <laughs> Yep,
1: we've got it going. We have it. It's down.
0: So I just want to jump right in with the game by game analysis because we have a lot of transfer mm-hmm. talk. Together. We'll get to it. But starting with this past weekend, surprising results, three in particular, but on an overall sense, Newcastle Burnley. Newcastle won three to one. Two Callum Wilson goals. Two Callum Wilson goals yep. did well. Uh, frankly, they dominated the first half, deserved mm-hmm. to win. But yes, was excited to see Callum Wilson score too Sad we dropped him from our fantasy team. Right, that, that was a
1: bummer timing for us. Yep. Um, and then what's his name, Alan Saint Maximo Yeah, Saint. He, oh, great. he's playing great. Oh my gosh, yeah. He's
0: he's been on fire. He looked great in that game. His first goal was a gem. Mm-hmm. It was an absolute gem. Then we had Leeds Man City drew. That was my pick of the week. A draw. You got it. Yeah, I yeah, got, you got spot on.
1: You nailed that one, actually. Surprising, and it was your surprise pick of the week. It, so that it was makes surprising, sense. yeah. That's... Uh, unfortunate for anyone that followed my bet of the week. Because yeah. that was part of the parlay. I had Man City yeah. uh, minus one and a half. Which, if you watch the end of that game, maybe should have had a second goal. Um, arguably. Arguably a penalty at some point, which I'm actually happy to see that it wasn't given
0: for handball. Oh, I agree.
1: It means that the refs are actually... Uh, Holding true to the statement that was put out, that they're gonna yeah, be a little more, lenient, a little more lenient, lenient on those handballs.
0: And not only that, it would have ruined the surprise. Sure. Had they gotten it, you know that yeah. I I would have looked like an idiot. Which is
1: what's more important: the integrity of the game or your surprise? surprise week? week. Yeah. I know what I think is more <laughs> important. That's for sure. Exactly. After
0: that, we had Everton beating Brighton four to two. Again, Hamas masterclass. Exactly. This week, he played great. Ran play. that midfield,
1: even yeah. with a couple injuries in the midfield, that he still did. Fairly well, and
0: more than fairly well, I should say. Yeah, and and we'll talk about kind of a relative topic later, Mm -hmm. but he was your number three transfer of the season. He was. He certainly was playing like it this past weekend. Yeah. People say, oh, it's Brighton. Keep in mind, Manchester United almost tied Brighton just last week. Should have. If not, it should have tied Brighton. We're way past that. So uh, that's a solid result Mm -hmm. for them. Chelsea beat Crystal Palace 4-0. Not too surprising.
1: Yeah. Chelsea have all the pieces, and Crystal Palace had a, had a great game against yeah. Man United to start the season. Um, just aren't that full package yet, and Chelsea kind of just dismantled that in the second half.
0: Well, it's like a classic example of cream rises to the top. You know, I mean, is it? Well, I know, <laughs> I, I know all about cream, and I know that at the end of the day, Palace, I didn't have them doing particularly well this uh, season, kind of coming to fruition. And not only that, it, I I just want to say, even though I'm a Man U fan. Ben Chilwell succeeding. Yep. Was good to see. Mm-hmm. Uh goal and an assist. And was it his debut? It was his Premier League. Premier League. S- debut or first start? Well, first start. for de- Debut for Chelsea, I guess. Was yes, yes. Was yes, yes. Premier League
1: debut for Chelsea.
0: So it was good to see. But then mm-hmm. moving on, Sunday, we had a West Ham result 3-0 over Leicester. Surprising. Surprising. They kept it rolling. Really blowing back in my face that Vardy pick for three goals. He has got to come <laughs> through. Yes. Not next week, but the next week. Next match week. Mm-hmm. I, I need a hat trick to yeah. get that pick.
1: Coming off 5-2 victory over Man City and going 3-0 down to West Ham. that yep. You don't see that very often.
0: And frankly, you can't say West Ham didn't deserve it. No. I'm, Leicester definitely had that. some chances, yeah. but West Ham played great. Mm-hmm. David Moyes is going to find it hard-pressed to come back to the, to the touchline when, when he's healthy from COVID. because Since he's been gone, they've been playing great. They should uh,
1: just hire whoever is the interim.
0: It worked great for Manchester United. It's got to work great for West Ham to hire the interim coaches. <laughs> so that's the move. Just <laughs> hire, hire any move. interim <laughs> exactly. coach Every and time. say he's the right man, yeah. even though you keep losing. Because I mean, yeah. a few results are a good indication of long-term hey, success. Hey, hey. He beat PSG, right? It's true. <laughs> that's all that matters. Then moving on, Southampton 2, West Brom mm-hmm. 0. Not that surprising. No.
1: And that was... Part of my parlay, which obviously lost, but I had Southampton winning right. that game. But
0: had you not included the Leeds-Man City one, sure. you would have been spot on. No. Yeah. <laughs> I had a third one. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to We're going to breathe like, right ha- by it. Had it been just the one bet. <laughs> if it was just a single <laughs> bet, done. I was exactly awesome. right. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, you know. Because if you roll back the tapes, I say
1: uh, 1-0,
0: Well, so. if we think about it, you were 2-2 two of two the first week, right? Mm-hmm. You are now one of three on the second week. You're sure. still operating we can, at we 500. We can look
1: at that in that light. Yeah, I, I choose to for you. I think it should be 1-1 one, because one, they're
0: both parlays. Okay, okay, fair enough. We'll, so, I'm we'll five so, uh, 500, you know? Yeah, I love it. So, Arsenal 2-1 over Sheffield. Mm-hmm. Closer than I thought it was going to be Sheffield. We're putting on the pressure at the end of the game.
1: Yeah, in the first half, 0-0. Zero, zero, uh, neither side really looked like mm-hmm. scoring, I think. Their shot totals in the first half combined was like three or four, which mm-hmm. not a great look for either side. No. Um, but the Arsenal really looked like they had control for most of the second half. Yeah. Sure, Sheffield scored in the eighty second, eighty third minute um, to bring it within one. But you never. I mean, it's Arsenal, so you never know. But you kind of thought they had the game. No, the I, I tend half. to
0: agree with you. After that, it was Wolves one, Fulham zero, which was a lot closer of a game than I think people thought it was going to be. Yeah, arguably I thought, could have been one one. Yeah, and I thought with Wolves'
1: attack and Fulham's spotty defense, it would have been a lot higher scoring game. Mm-hmm. Um, the overall result and who took the three points not surprising. Sure. Um, but not a great look for Wolves. No,
0: and and like I said, arguably should have been one one. Yes. Fulham had a lot of good quality chances. Oh sure, yes. Lookman came in and mm-hmm. just looked amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, needless to say, Wolves not <laughs> looking convincing coming off of last right. week. Now this week only being Fulham 1-0, trending downwards, possibly. Still a a good result. Still Still three points. Exactly. But but it'll be something to keep an eye on going forward. And then we get to the result that pains me. Are we going to go through it now? Yeah, I just want to get right. Okay. Spurs 6, United Mm 1. I did call United would lose. You did? That was my prediction. Congrats. Do you feel good about that prediction? Did I think it would go like that? No. No. (laughs) And I guess I'm going to try to remove myself from bias and just say, regardless of the red card, Mm -hmm. United looked awful. Correct. But Spurs are on fire. And they were so clinical. They were ruthless in attack. Granted, Man U's defense has been shambles this season so far. I mean, they are just, like I said last week, leaking goals. But... Man, old oh, man, Spurs look good. And Jake, I know that's going to... You're going to feel good to hear that, I think.
1: Oh, it feels great. Yeah. Um, going into the international break and going uh-huh. on that high note definitely gives that team morale a little boost. Yeah. Um, especially when on the other side of the break, you're looking at Gareth Bale being healthy. Yep. And adding that to the already dynamic lineup that has scored 11 away goals in the Premier League so far. It's after, a decent return. After two, two away games. Um, yeah, I mean, personally, as a Tottenham fan, you you can't be more excited to see them play right now.
0: Yeah, and and I'm really happy for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really want to talk about the United standpoint. Like it was just bad. Like th- there's nothing to talk about other than it was just garbage.
1: And we'll, we'll we'll get into more details.
0: Sure, sure. I mean, but but just on an overall standpoint, right. you know, like they just looked bad. You could be a United fan or not. They looked awful. Yeah. Uh, and and so I choose to focus on how good. Spurs <laughs> I appreciate you focusing Yeah, on that. no. And and then in our last game we have Austin Villa beating Liverpool 7-2. Somehow more shocking
1: than the previous It result.
0: was. It, it took me from... Like, I'm still sad about the United sure. result. But it made me feel a little bit better to watch all the Liverpool fans just trolling United after that game. And then lose 7-2 <laughs> to Austin Villa. Jake, I have to ask, what's going on with Liverpool? I...
1: I could not tell you. Uh... If you gave me a hundred guesses as to what you thought the outcome of that game was going to be, I, I would have never picked 7-2 yeah. Aston Villa. Just with the way Liverpool's been playing before that, you, you didn't see them conceding seven goals, especially last season when they like held their hat on the fact that they had the best defense to go with the best offense. Mm-hmm. And they pride themselves on not conceding goals. And then you go... To a West Ham team, or sorry, an Aston Villa team mm-hmm. that arguably should have been relegated last yep. season and conceded seven goals.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if we never see Adrian again. If he is just murdered. Gone. Oh <laughs> a, he will not be seen around the Merseyside anymore, let alone on the pitch at Anfield.
1: In other news, the body of <laughs> former Liverpool keeper, Adrian, was found in the Thames.
0: <laughs> wow. That quick, huh? Yeah, yeah. No, I well, I thought so. I didn't realize it was it was happening as we spoke, but
1: yeah. Hey, let's move on. <laughs>
0: yeah, we we can move on. But I, do I think it's a one off? Yeah. Oh, no, for I, sure. I mean, I don't have them winning this year. I picked Chelsea, but I don't think that kind of. I mean, you can't expect them to continue to have that kind of performance. They well, they weren't playing a weak team. We're playing a weaker team. Sure. And you know, theoretically, when everybody's back to full fitness healthy, you mm-hmm. get a week off, I expect them to be back to the, their normal selves here pretty soon, but man, oh man, that was astounding. Fun to watch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Your, My worst your transfer. Bust
1: of the transfer window. Which,
0: I want to add a caveat. Okay. As I said on that day, yeah. I thought he would score some goals. Okay. I said he very well could score goals for Aston I just thought he was the worst transfer for the expense and what. Will those be the only goals he scores this season? Maybe. No. Maybe. No. Who's to say? But he did not look good before that, but then to come out with a hat trick mm-hmm. against Liverpool, honestly, good for him. Great for him. Good for him.
1: I'm just happy that the wager we met made before the game <sighs> of you taking a shot if Ollie Watkins scored and myself taking a shot if Diogo Yota scored... Uh, I'm glad that we didn't make it at each goal. Each goal. Because you would oh, have had a too. rough morning.
0: Well, I was already having a rough morning coming off of our, oh, freak, our lovely morning watching Spurs United. We had a great... I, great I wish
1: it was a more competitive game just because we were having such a good time. We were. Enjoying each other's company, watching our teams play against each other.
0: And I believe there was a moment in the early second half where I said, I'm glad this happened early because now I don't care. <laughs> and then I proceeded to have a lot of champagne. Yeah. Part of our mimosas. So to then share. to add the Ollie Watkins bet on top of that, who could have seen three goals coming? I mean, it was a tough day.
1: Hey, I'll be honest. I was going into that. I was scared for myself because like like, I'm being easy on Brandt. His mm-hmm. team just lost by a lot. I'm going to give him a, a player on the side that's probably not going to win today, maybe not scoring a goal. And, uh, well, <laughs> little did I know, hat, hat trick, trick incoming.
0: Yeah, that's it, it was surprising for sure. And... Frankly, Jake, we had a Sunday league game ourselves. We did. Just last night. There are people on our team who have never played soccer who could have defended better than Liverpool and could have defended better than Manchester United. And I wholeheartedly believe that. Because at least they accept the fact that they're not professional soccer players. These, these guys true. put themselves out on the field. McGuire is worth 80 million pounds. Luke Shaw, when he was a teenager, worth 30 million pounds. Yeah. Just look awful.
1: I will say... Harry Maguire's best piece of defending I saw all match was on Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw, yeah, on the first goal. (laughs) On the first goal, he pulls him back when Lamella's uh, putting pressure on Shaw. Pulls Shaw off the ball, leaving it for Penge and Ndombele to score the first goal. It was silly.
0: Jake, this is a great transition into our discussion about Manchester United and Spurs because I have so many issues with Luke Shaw. From that game. Mm -hmm. Namely, we watched that goal together. I believe it was the fourth. with was Sons. The defending. Luke Shaw is standing in central midfield guarding Eric Lomelo. Which, if that's his instruction, fine. But you have to know what you're leaving on. I mean, that is the number one rule they teach you as a kid. When you learn to defend. Is if you're going to leave your position, keep in mind what you're leaving behind. And Luke Shaw not only leaves Sergio wide open Mm -hmm. on the right wing. But then when he's tracking back, just leaves the area to go defend on top of the 18 When Paul Pogba's right there. Yeah. For a wide... I mean, that is right where Son ran into. It was awful defending. And I am so glad that Alex... Tell, we, we'll get into the transfers, but I'm so glad that Alex Telles is there, and I hope... I hope that this is just the end of Manchester. I would prefer to see them play Dean Henderson, Ted and Mengi, honestly, Axel Toulouse, not even Baye, who... Deserved a start for how he was playing, but didn't play well. Juan Bosaka, he can go. You know, sure. it, doesn't, it doesn't bother me. He's played awful since the restart. Dang. Great defender, yeah. but just offers nothing going forward. And Alex Tellez, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. I'd, I would rather play with a three at the back of those three. And at least then when you leak goals, it's like, oh, well, they're young, they're learning, it's a new player, whatever. Not These are established footballers earning millions of pounds a year. To concede 6 goals against Tottenham, to concede 2 yep. goals against Brighton, and to concede 3 goals against Crystal Palace. It's off. It's it's not a good look for sure. And it's no discredit to Tottenham because they were awesome. I mean, it's not their fault that Lamella, you know, went down with an easy slap that wouldn't have hurt a butterfly.
1: A, mosquito, a is, mosquito is what the commentator right. said. Yeah.
0: And regardless, like that was just a martial, got a red card, and you can only play with what's in front of you. Mm-hmm. And Spurs, when they did, looked ruthless. They look like a Mourinho team. Now. Finally. Yeah, and I, do you see Harry Redknapp today on Sky Sports? I did Sports see the quote. Said he thinks that they could win the league this year. I don't know about that.
1: I don't know about that either. I think we're definitely contenders for top four. Yeah. Um, I would like to see us contend. And the only thing I'll say is that um, the two people I had at the top, uh, Liverpool, Man City, well, I guess I, I guess I had Chelsea up there as well. Mm-hmm. All have dropped points yep. already, which we didn't see last year with Liverpool, obviously.
0: No, absolutely. And you know who else hasn't dropped points? And Jake, I just have to give a little Premier League table recap at this point. Please. Everton, undefeated 4-0-0. 4-4. Top of the table. Second place, Aston, Aston Villa, Villa. Game in undefeated hand. Undefeated as well with a game in hand. Then Leicester in third. Arsenal fourth. Liverpool fifth, your Spurs in sixth. And at the bottom three, we have Fulham, Sheffield, and Burnley.
1: I'd say only Sheffield this is a surprising one. That I, I agree. agree.
0: And, and again, as we keep saying every week, it is early days. Very early. Premier League table doesn't really mean a lot. But still, to see that us and Villa have gone 3-0, and, oh and oh, mm-hmm. Everton undefeated as well, it's unbelievable. I've, I've loved, as an unbiased fan, the start to this Premier League season. It's been fun.
1: It's been a lot of fun, Brent.
0: Not necessarily for our fantasy team. No.
1: we don't, Do we have to get into that? Yeah, please. Just go. We'll, we'll Ro- just quit. get it out
0: of the way. Root the band-aid off. We only got 29 points this week. The average was 48 and the highest was 160. Uh, Trent sorry. Alexander <sighs> Arnold, as our vice captain, yep. got minus one points. It was tough. But who could have seen that coming? Yeah. <laughs> not me. <laughs> That's for sure. Not, not this one. Not <laughs> this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we got it out of the way. Son, we left on the bench, which was a bummer. We didn't think he was going to start. He
1: was a surprise start, to be fair.
0: It wasn't our finest performance. No, definitely not. But what's interesting is now, deadline day is done. Obviously, things are going to change as they go forward. Teams could complete last-minute deals. We saw a lot of big deals today. And, Jake, I'd like to transition into talking about deadline day today. Mm -hmm. Monday, October 5th, deadline day. It's passed in Europe. Like a fleeting moment. Wow. yeah, That was beautiful. Another moment gone. that was gorgeous. Yeah. So, Jake, I want to know, what was your favorite last day signing? What was your favorite deadline day signing?
1: Uh, well, as much as it pains me to say it, uh, Thomas Partey uh, signing for Arsenal, I think, was the perfect signing. And last minute, as it was, and Arsenal fans can breathe a little sigh of relief. Yeah. Uh, because, honestly, in my opinion, I didn't see, like, going through I thought that it was done yeah. the day was coming to a close and then I see the tweet that he's in London getting his medical and um, well, it happened and I think my uh, worst signing of the summer when we went through that yours was Ollie yeah. Watkins mine was the re-signing on loan of uh, Dennis, Dennis Baez and that's because I thought he wasn't what they needed exactly in the midfield I think they just got what they needed in the midfield with Thomas Partey
0: Oh, absolutely. He has been not only one of the standout performers on Atletico Madrid, Mm -hmm. in La Liga, in the Champions League the last few seasons, he's a destroyer, he's a ball winner, but he still has the composure to go forward and the pace to get around midfield. I mean, he is the complete center defensive mid. And frankly, I was surprised that more people weren't in for him. Me Me as well. With a 50 mil release clause in today's market. I mean, Manchester United are out here spending 45 mil on a teenager. That more teams weren't offering up 50 mil for right. the release clause for Thomas Partey. I don't know if you saw also, but Fabrizio Romano tweeted something along the lines of that, I guess Atletico Madrid didn't even know necessarily right away. They, they, only to they don't
1: need the, to know. It's exactly. through La Liga. Exactly. So I saw that same right tweet. Yes.
0: Yeah, and so, frankly, if you don't even have to go through the team, I'm like I said, I'm just shocked more people didn't go for it because I think he's the complete midfielder. Mm-hmm. I think he had a rock to their defensive line. Yeah. And I agree. I think he's the perfect signing. He was my favorite deadline day signing. I mean, personally, it was Telles because I'm so tired of Luke Shaw. But, on an unbiased overall opinion, it has to be party. That that is such a good signing for Arsenal. And frankly, I'm happy for them.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's tough to be happy for Arsenal. Sure. But, you know, I think it's a good signing. And I think he's going to perform super well Mm. in the Premier League this season. And I think that, uh, even though I, I think I had him finishing sixth, which now I'm not sure about, I think mm-hmm. Everton might overtake that spot, like you suggested, mm-hmm. um, I think it's going to keep them in the hunt for a Europa League this season. Absolutely. Um, and it just makes them a tougher competitor when uh, each of our teams face them. So it's hard to be too happy for them, but I sure. think it's a really good signing. Right,
0: right. Again, trying to be un, un- unbiased, yes, that's yes, a great yes, signing, yes, yes. have to be it, but... There were other huge headlines today. Uh, I'm just going to go through some of mine Mm -hmm. that I thought were big. First off, no Sancho to United that had been talked about for months. Couldn't come to to agreement on a fee. Mm -hmm. Borussia Dortmund set their deadline about a month ago. United didn't meet it. Regardless, he's not coming. That's Mm -hmm. done. Whether or not it happens in January, whatever, I don't think it will. But he didn't show up. Uh, Again, party to Arsenal. No Skrernar to Tottenham, which was in talks.
1: Sad, but I mean... Wasn't necessary. I like our sure. depth at that center back. Sure, yeah. one more would have been great.
0: Right. A world-class one yes, more. Yes, yes, yeah.
1: for sure. Um, I mean, it's always January, so. Exactly.
0: So it's not a huge deal. We'll see how things go. Uh, on top of that, Godfrey from Norwich mm-hmm. and Olsen from Roma went to Everton. So that's just another reinforcement for Everton and goalie competition for Jordan Pickford, or if not else a solid backup, mm-hmm. uh, the Swedish goalie Olsen. Uh, on top of that, Declan Rice didn't end up getting the deadline day moved to Chelsea that people no. thought might happen. They spent so much money this summer. It was another eighty million yeah, to get Declan I Rice. I would have been also. surprised if they picked him up. But. It's just sad for them. It's just yet another young player that they let go, mm-hmm. that now they're wishing that they had getting linked to. It's like De Bruyne. It's like Salah. Sure. Uh, it's it's the same story with Rice. On the He's not quite at the same level, obviously, as De Bruyne and Salah were when they were younger at the same time being linked back, but another young player got away. And then on top of that, Moise Keane to PSG on loan from Everton, his his time ran out.
1: I was going to say, not going to be sorely missed. He didn't yep. really do much at Everton in a short period there. Mm-hmm. Um, not entirely his fault. He didn't get a lot of minutes, especially not all the starts.
0: So. Yeah, but I, I hope for him he does well because he was a great impact sub at... 17, 18 yeah. for Juventus mm-hmm. got his move to Everton didn't work out. I hope he kind of finds a way to get things back on track at PSG. I'd like to see that. Yeah, yeah it's because it's, it's, it's not like, I mean he'll be the sub he'll be going in, people call it a Farmers League whether or not you agree with that he will be getting times against weaker teams mm-hmm. when PSG, who is so dominant in that league, go up big in games you might see him come into the fold and hopefully he gets a little bit of confidence back
1: uh, Yeah, I'd like to see that I don't think his place was at Everton at least this season, mm-hmm. with all the competition um, and them not being in any other uh, Europe Europe competitions. Yeah. So,
0: did did you have any other big headlines to go through, or?
1: Um no, I had a few written down, and you covered them all. So Perfect. I appreciate you. I love you. doing that. Yeah, I love you doing. Yeah, the save research. your voice. Honestly, it's precious. Please. It's precious. I'm just gonna let you keep talking, and I'll be. I'll be. way. Yeah, you can just the chat once while. But... I'll be, I'll be over there. Man.
0: I'll, oh okay. Yeah. See you. Yeah. 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 See ya. See ya. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, send to the next guy, though, because I do need somebody <laughs> else to talk to. Uh, so, next topic, though, <clears throat> top six teams, the big six, as mm-hmm. they call it. not top six, but the big six teams, we're going to give a grade for how we feel like they performed this transfer window. It's been a like weird this. transfer yeah. window. It has been in a different time. I mean, is already just a few months away, so it's not like deals are dead and done. It's yeah, just not the, the most start. normal transfer window we've sure. had. But, Jake, I want you to start with Arsenal. How do you rate their transfer window? Um, before today, yep. um, I probably would have given them a C, C minus.
1: I agree. But just that one single signing, I got them up to a B, in my opinion. Yep. Um, strengthened their midfield, which I thought was lacking because they have a great attack. Defense, mm, not super solid. Sure, Gabrielle was a great mm-hmm. uh, signing. And David Luiz, you're never going to beat entirely confident that he's not going to do something silly and concede a penalty or something. Sure. Um, But I think they really strengthened their midfield, which uh, needed it. Um, They loaned out uh, Guendouzi. Guendouzi? They did. Uh, So they needed something to kind of fill that void, and I think that they found the perfect person in Thomas Partey. And, uh, you know, I I give him a solid B on this entire transfer window.
0: No, I agree, and... and for the exact same reasons as party, party mm-hmm. changed my opinion. I would have had him in the C range, maybe C plus. I think Williams a good signing for them. I think Gabriel is a good signing for their back line. Get somebody young, up and coming, who's still solid. I'm. I'm all for it. Uh, but I, I, really do agree that party. I mean, he was a he was our favorite mm-hmm. deadline day signing. I mean, yeah. He he makes all the difference, and it's interesting how one player can make that change. Uh, but moving on, we then have Liverpool who. It's kind of tough to rate because they were so True. good already. How much more did they really need? But Jake, how would you rate their transfer window?
1: Um, they didn't need a lot of parts in that system yeah. that they have going. Depth more sure, than the depth. Sure, the depths. Um, but I think they need some new blood just to keep mm-hmm. things going. Um, Thiago, great signing. Diego uh, Iota, also good signing. Um, I think I'm also going to give them a B because... Good. They didn't really improve their first team squad too much with their sure. depth, uh, for sure. And Tiago, if he keeps fit, is going to mm-hmm. be a rotating first team player for sure. World class player. Not going to say anything bad about him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, solid transfer window. I'll give them a B. You?
0: Yeah, I, I actually gave them a B minus. Only because okay. it's hard to rate. I mean, they're just getting rotation players outside of Tiago yes. at this point. Uh, I think they did need another outside back to facilitate with Trent Alexander, Arnold, and Robertson. I mean, Klopp's system is demanding mm-hmm. uh, of the outside backs, and, the, and they need help, and I think that's a good signing from the Grecian. I'm, I don't know how to say his name, but Simicas. Simicas. However, however you say Whatever you it. want to Thiago Alcantara, I think. I mean, Wayne Rooney said, if they signed him, that's the season done. Liverpool win again. That wow. Was, that was his quote. and. I hadn't er, heard that. And they got him. and uh, but But at the same time, it's... A world-class player and mm-hmm. improvement on what they had but relative to the improvements that other teams are making it's just hard to say right that that's so stellar and then diogo Jota again good depth up top especially because they let ryan brewster go to sheffield united uh and and frankly i think part of the reason that they at least obviously did above average is because they got rid of players as well they got rid of nathaniel klein they got rid of adam lalana they got rid of dejan Lovren. I think that's part of it is getting those players out. Okay. What was remaining of their team before, I think, is is a positive for them.
1: Okay, so looking at the transfers in as and the transfers out. I well, I, I'm just saying yeah. it's
0: something to consider. for no, them. I get it is that. It's getting out the old players. I'd say the same thing for Chelsea, right? Uh, who, who's our next team on the list? Who I have an as an A. I I don't know how you give them anything other than a solid A. Okay. Uh, between Timo Werner or Joel, Marlene Saar, Thiago Silva, Kai Havertz, Edward Mendy, keppa has gone, <laughs> you know. Uh, I mean he's still on the team, obviously, but and then to get, take a look at the people that they also got rid of between Bachway, Zapacosta, Ross Barkley went on loan, Bakiyoko went back on loan, Pedro left, William left. They've had a huge squad overturning, but they replaced those positions with quality, and they got rid of a lot of bang average players mm-hmm. and replaced them with good depth, and, and I just think they had an amazing transfer window.
1: Yeah, I think they had the most impressive transfer window, um, especially uh, when you look at the names, just the face value of those players that they signed, and you think, wow, like they signed some big names over the summer, Yeah. and very impressive, we'll see how that pans out, I mean, obviously, not a lot of proven Premier League players, which is my only criticism, Um, because they signed a bunch from overseas uh, who haven't had their time primarily against a different type of uh, gameplay and the math adjust. So we'll see throughout the remainder of the season if those signings really do pan out as most people think they will. Um, But yeah, I think they had the most impressive uh, transfer window. I gave them an A as well. And I hope that those signings work out well for them. I think they improve the midfield immensely. And including a devious attacker like Timo Werner, who kind of poaches on those last balls and uh, finishes tidally, I think that they're going to see a bigger increase in the goal production, and hopefully that midfield holds enough where they can get that goal difference down, or up, and uh, see them compete for title tip this year.
0: Yeah, I agree, and then uh, next on our list is your Spurs, Mm -hmm. and Jake, obviously you're used to a team that doesn't invest a lot in the squad. How do you feel? About, as a Spurs fan, how would you rate their window?
1: It has to be an A as kay. well. Um, if you look past 10 years, we haven't seen a window like this. So whether you want to rank these um, transfers based on everyone else's transfers yeah, throughout the yeah. league compared to other teams, I think it's still an A. But definitely if you look uh, based on their transfer windows in the past 10 years, it's an A+. Um, we, yeah. Just the sheer number to begin with, like you don't see... Dan Levy shelling out that much money in one transfer window, um, and then you look at the quality of players. Hoibers already looked so solid in his first like five ten games. Yeah, I was played. a big fan of that one. Yeah, great, sure. great signing. He's really holding that midfield together, um, and then obviously Bale. You get the fans in love with the team again if they had fallen out of love at all, because that's a fan favorite, and bringing him back was such a great move, and just. Kind of brings the overall fan base's morale up, which you love to see. Um, Doherty and Regolon, uh, the outside backs, which we desperately needed outside backs. And I think um, if he brought in a center back, that would have been like the perfect, perfect transfer window. Yeah. We just got uh, Carlos Vinicius, Vinicius um, towards the end of the window, and we needed a backup striker desperately for Harry Kane mm-hmm. to give him some breathers on those Cup games and European games. So I, I could not give Spurs anything lower than A.
0: So I gave them an A- minus myself. Okay. And wow. I agree with everything that you said. The only reason it's a minus and not just a solid A or an A-plus is because they didn't get that center back. Right, right, right. You lose Jan Vertonghen. You lose the leader of the team. Sure. Uh, I just think they still need that dominant presence in okay. defense. And I don't know that anybody that they have right now are still that level. Okay. In terms of if you want to push for, for titles and you know at least Consistent top fours. I think they yeah. just need that. So they had an amazing window. I'm a big fan of all of their signings. I think Bale will be great for them. Mm-hmm. It's just the only thing being to push that just a little higher. I think they did need a center back still. I know they have depth. It's just I think they you need, need that one. The one big, rock at the okay. back to hold your spine together.
1: So, so yeah, I was gonna say we have solid center backs, but you yeah. just need that one.
0: Right. It, it seems like a lot of equally talented center backs, mm-hmm. and they just needed that one, what square nine would have been right. to just take them to the next yeah, level yeah, okay. and be that commanding presence. I understand but that, yeah. After that, we have Manchester United. You can go first on that one. Uh you know, on, So, I'm upset about the window. It's as if... And let me paint a picture for you. We were a, a young girl presented with a Sweet 16 party. Okay. And we were told we were going to get Beyonce in a live performance. And so we were going to have a pony. Oh. And everybody was going to be there. It was going to be a blast. Sounds great to me. And then Ed Woodward turned around and said, Oh, yeah, that pony, yeah, that's going to be a donkey. And Beyonce is not going to be Beyonce. It's going to be a homeless person we picked up from the side of the road and put a wig on. And they're going to just sing some songs for you. I'm disappointed because we were promised so much. <laughs> but from an unbiased sense, which we're trying to do. The one thing United were really lacking last year was quality depth. They were still playing Andres Pereira. They were still playing Jesse Lingard. They're still playing Juan Mata. They still have things to offer, but they're not quite top level, and they're they're not quite as good. So I give them a C- on the window, because they still have Edinson Cavani, who is a (laughs) solid player. Mm-hmm. All, all things considered. Uh, may have fallen off the past few years, hasn't played a lot. I think they overpaid. But as a quality, depth, and striker, better than a Gallo, they have a reinforcement at left back, which they desperately needed. Yep. I think they needed more in defense. I, I think the problem is they bought positions that they didn't need, like with Donny Van de Beek. But at the end of the day, they needed quality and depth. Their first team got them... To third place last year with great performances I mean the same team played every week and while the team looks burnt out and I think they needed more quality signings sure. all in all trying to be unbiased they did provide the depth that they desperately needed and that I can't complain about Okay. but they didn't get Sancho <laughs> and I'm really they upset about that
1: can I backtrack just a second a little bit yeah Okay. in this scenario we are the 16 year old girl yeah, is Ed Woodward our father? Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. He's, no, throwing, he's, he's throwing us this party. Yeah, he's okay. throwing
0: a party, and we know he's not like a great dad, but sure. he has a lot of money and he really likes money. Okay. But he doesn't. Really, he doesn't love us, you know. And not to
1: spend that money. Right. On he you. loves the money more right. than he
0: loves his family. Okay. And while he's promised us these amazing things, mm-hmm. leaks have come out. People are talking about it. Ole giving a list of players that he wants, sure. not getting any of them. Dad decides, you know what you need? Is Edinson Cavani <laughs> to take the number seven shirt at United on 200K a week. Oh. And let's pay... <laughs> the definitely
1: not curse seven shirt.
0: Exactly. Who You were so hard to get rid of Alexis Sanchez. And everybody was so excited when he finally left. And what do you do? You replace him <laughs> with a new forward on crazy high wages. I mean... What does Marcus Rashford, Anthony Martial think when they come back from this international break and they think, this man's been handed the number 7 shirt at Manchester United, and he's being paid as much as I am, and he hasn't he can't even make the starting lineup at PSG. PSG don't want him. Right. And this is the guy that's going to... We just got rid of Alexis Sanchez. You're going to tell me this is the guy to come in and change our... T- I would be frustrated, and it's also a big... Pardon my French middle finger to Odeonagalo as well. It's not that he was ever great enough, but why extend his contract exactly. in the first place? And Cavani has been available for months. Why sign him now? I mean, he's clearly a panic buy. They had some other young players that mm-hmm. they signed that aren't going to do anything now. So I almost gave them a D plus D. Wow. But trying to be unbiased, they did need depth. Donny Van de Beek is a good player. Yes. He'll provide competition. I, and that's just going to be the end of my ring. Because sure. I could make a full hour-long podcast on my opinions on Manchester United, but I won't. No? So that's it. Not a sub-podcast? Yes, yeah, and I'm cutting myself off there. Okay,
1: we're going to stop it there with your thoughts what on What was Mania? your rating? I also had C-. minus. Um, I mean, look at Alex Tellez and Donny Vandebeek, and those are great signings. They're great, yeah. Um, but the expectations is yep. a thing. They had such great expectations to sign all these players, and they spent all this money on... Worst players.
0: <laughs> I, I have to ask, though, what do you feel about my analogy? Because I did a few analogies no, last I, <laughs> week <laughs> that you were a fan of, and now I'm kind of keeping that going. Keep, keeping on theme,
1: Yeah. I give it an A. Wow. Yeah, that's Thank an you. A That's an A analogy. Thank you very much. So, so please keep all these analogies coming. I, yeah, I
0: love well, them. We've got to make the entire compilation of all of them. Sure, so. yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on, last one, Man City. I gave him B+, only because of Ruben Diaz. Had okay. they not gotten him, it would have been a B-, minus. So, you're a big fan of Ruben Diaz? I think he is the center back partner for either Ake or Laporte they've needed. Okay. Big, strong, powerful, will be a positive influence on the team.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, uh, I give them a B. I think it's a very solid window for them. Uh, I had Nathaniel Ake as one of my top signings, so obviously nope. I saw them doing great business in the transfer window. Um, haven't seen much of Ruben Diaz to give him a solid grade on uh, how I think he's going to perform as a Manchester City player um, they do have that depth they do have that depth at uh, center back now that they definitely needed um, and their defense has been lacking in recent times so I'm, I'm glad that they got that depth I think it's a very solid window but other than that you don't really see a lot of signings coming in from them um, but yeah I, I think overall they did fine
0: no, I agree, and so just moving on. Jake, outside of the top six, or the big six, rather. The big six. The best transfer windows. I just want you to give me a list. One, two, three. Who had the best transfers, and maybe a short synopsis sure. on why, who you think is important, yep. etc. I
1: don't think this comes as any surprise. My first one is Everton. Okay, well,
0: let's just get this out of the way because mine is as well. Oh, okay, look yeah. at that.
1: We have the same top one. Yeah. Who, so who, who
0: could Who could have guessed that? Hammers,
1: Decore, uh, yep. Allen. Uh, I think and they're... then Godfrey and Olsen. Yep, on the yeah, last yeah, day. Exactly. I think they had a great transfer window. Um, after that, I have Leeds. Um, I too have Leeds. They just oh yes. Rodrigo. Yeah. I think it's going to be stellar for their attack.
0: Not to mention Helder Costa yep. and Jack Harrison, you're one of your Ooh, favorites. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I Huge think those are I three. Have. As a newly promoted side, not only did mm-hmm. they have a good team already, like the way they play, I think those were three great signings. Yep. Absolutely.
1: Um, who's your third?
0: My third was Newcastle. And, okay. And mainly because I think they helped the right areas. Sure. They, they added reinforcement in the right areas between Cal Wilson, mm-hmm. Ryan Frazier on a free, yep, both from Bournemouth mm-hmm. as they got relegated, and then Jamal Lewis as well. I think those are good signings for Newcastle, and I think they will help them throughout the season. I mean, you get a goal scorer. You get a very positive winger. That, and I will say, again, I'm surprised more top teams weren't interested in mm-hmm. yeah. because he's a good player. He was on a free. Um, and then you get Jamal Lewis as well. I, I just think they've had a very solid window, all things considered. And uh, maybe you disagree because we were the same on the first two. So. Yeah, so
1: I originally actually thought of doing Newcastle as my third. For so in sync. <laughs> yes, so in sync. But then the last day, I saw Fulham kind of leapfrog them okay. a little bit. And maybe it's a recency bias. Uh, because they signed so many people today. Mm-hmm. But you see them add that depth at center back, which yep. they desperately needed. They did. Someone in the defense. Tim
0: Rehm. <laughs> You're <laughs> <laughs> out of there.
1: So They had Joachim Andersen, uh, the Danish international. Yeah. Um, and then you see someone like Ruben Loftus-Cheek come in from Chelsea.
0: Which I just want to... Did you see the reports on the crazy high wages that he is getting no. at Fulham? I didn't. It was something like 150 k Oh my goodness. A week. Which is unbelievable, but anyway, I, I digress. Right.
1: Keep, keep. Continuing. And then your I think it was one of your newcomers or something to watch was Ariola. Alfonso Ariola. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think they, obviously have had a struggle in the beginning, first uh, four games, but I think they've added the right pieces and they could, uh, maybe beat off uh, relegation. Let's move past that.
0: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, if you could only see the look that <laughs> Jake and I just gave each other as he said that. But anyway, yeah, no, I I, I do get that. And he was one of my top three signings. That's what, That's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah, he was one of my top He was number two. on my. Which I will say, as we start to move on to our next topic, which is a revised top three signings. Mm-hmm. Now that we've had a few extra weeks, yep. deadline day has gone by. Ariel is still on my list. Okay. And I feel like that choice was vindicated by his performance at Wolves. They still lost. Sure. But at Wolves, he had I don't I don't know if you watched the game. We didn't watch that one together. So the highlights. He had some amazing saves. Okay. In that game, and they still lost. They still don't produce enough going forward. But against a lesser team that doesn't quite have the potency of Wolves, I think that's just like I said, vindication of why he was brought into the team and and why I was so okay. keen on him at the start. But Jake, along the same lines, your revised top three signing. Do you have yep. first off first question? Do you have anyone from your last top three?
1: I believe so. Okay. Um, I believe Hamez was on my last. He was. Okay. He was.
0: Yeah, he was your number three.
1: Yeah, so he's my number one.
0: Oh okay. Um Is that a recency bias as well after his last weekend?
1: It might be, but I also dropped off the two people I had ahead of him. Okay. Um, so I moved him up to number one, mm-hmm. and then I added Gareth Bell. Okay. Who hasn't played a game yet? Has but. not played. Well, a <laughs> It's not about performance so That's far. Yeah, I think yeah. we decided it's based on the additions since means, we made yeah. the list. Um, I think he's going to be huge for Spurs. Um, you add him to a rotation with Bergine and and uh, sorry, uh, Lucas and Lamella mm-hmm. on the other wing. And it just, it's just a deadly attack for Tottenham. Might be a bias towards Tottenham. Maybe. 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 To say? Yeah. But uh, we'll move on from that. And my third is Thomas Partey. Okay. Uh, I think, as much as I hate to say it, he's the perfect player for Arsenal. Yeah, we already talked
0: about it a little bit before, but yes, no, I... I Yeah,
1: based on those earlier comments, I think, great signing, and I think he deserves to be in the top three for the summer.
0: Okay, so my number one is Mm -hmm. Thiago to Liverpool. Not just because of the comments in the main room, but because that team is so difficult to improve. There are so few areas you can really make stellar additions to. Mm Mm-hmm. And Thiago is that. He's one of the few players that provides a role for that team. It's just such a hard niche to fill, and they got it. They got that player. They got the player that is not only very creative, but also doesn't need the headlines, doesn't need to score a lot of goals, doesn't need to prove himself. He's already a proven player. He'll sit back. He'll control the game. He'll dictate tempo. He's my number one, because purely because of that fact is how do you improve a Premier League champion team with such a dominant... I mean, frankly, starting eleven already. Mm-hmm. That's one of the few signings you could have made to have actually improved a key area for them. Yeah. So he's my number one. My number two is party to Arsenal. Okay. Um, again, we already talked about it before. Yeah. Same reasons, what we said before. He's got to be the number two. Uh, I don't think... And we've said this now a few times in the past few minutes, but I don't think there's any recency bias with that. I think no. it's just... The, the fact of the matter, they needed that position yeah. filled, and they got it. No, I agree. And then my number three is still Ariola with Okay. You kept and him. And I kept him on there purely after this, like sure. I said, this weekend with Wolves. I feel like that vindicated why I chose him. I don't know that he'll be the reason that they stay up, like I said before, but I think he'll make a lot of crucial saves, and he did this past weekend.
1: Okay. I, I support you. No, so you don't have to yell at me.
0: No, no. You really don't. It's okay. I want to point out all the goals he's given up so far. But... Yeah, perfect. Well, I mean, when you're facing 10 to 20 shots a game, I mean, they're gonna go in. It's just...
1: Hey man, I told you I wasn't gonna bring it up. Okay. But you already did. No, I didn't.
0: So, (laughs) now we have a special segment. A new one. Sponsored. Sponsored by Smile Mask. Which is an American company providing masks. You, You heard us talk about this last week. A clear front so you can read lips. Great for this. I said disabled last week, but to put it more straightforward, mm-hmm. Jake, as you said.
1: Oh, for the impaired of the hearing.
0: There you go. Better. Uh, and so we have the So Long Farewell Awards. Players Ooh, who are leaving that's the Premier fun. League. And, yeah, you know, we tried to get a little creative with them. But we have the same list of players. We, we haven't discussed this before. We have no idea what awards we're giving to these players. But starting with Chris Smalling leaving to AS Roma. Do you want to give us award? I can go first. Please. That doesn't bother me. And my award for him is the only player to make Phil Jones look good award. (laughs) They were the most dynamic duo in the Premier League at one point, and somehow Phil Jones stood out as the better defender with Chris Smalling when they first started playing together as a duo. Jake, how do you feel about Chris Smalling? How do I feel about him? Well, what's your award?
1: My award is for the last name that doesn't describe his appearance. Award. Okay. He's not a small guy. He's, the,
0: he's not. It's, he's bigger than me. Is That's he? pretty sure. Yeah. That's surprising. I know. You're huge. Um, well, everybody says that about <laughs> me, so I'm, I'm surprised that other people have. Yeah, so
1: that. so we say so long, farewell to Chris Smalling. Hasn't actually played in the Premier League for a bit.
0: Ten years in Manchester United. But yes,
1: the ten-year career, and uh, we're, we're definitely going to miss him.
0: Oh, I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm almost going to miss him as much as I'll miss Jack Wilshere. <laughs> who really? got his contract terminated mutually, mm-hmm. they say, by West Ham today. Jake, what's your award for Jack Wilshere?
1: Uh, my award is the Glass for Bones and Skin is Made of Paper Award. <laughs> <laughs> nice SpongeBob. <bottle laughs> Thank you. Um, in all seriousness, the man got injured a lot. It's a bummer. He had a lot of potential. He wasn't very friendly to Spurs, so I don't feel too bad about yeah. it. Um, but, you know, getting cut by West Ham, that's kind of the thats tough. the low. Of yeah. the low.
0: So mine was, had potential to be special, but plateaued at 20 award. So Which is, I feel like, an accurate description. No, it's, it's, I mean, it's almost too accurate. He hit his peak, his peak very early. Um, we then move on to Pedro, who just left Chelsea for Roma. Jake, do you have an award for him?
1: I do. It's the most Spanish-looking man award. <laughs> that mustache just screams, I am Spanish. <laughs>
0: That's funny. That's, that's <laughs> funny. That means, yeah.
1: And uh, he he always played well against Spurs, so I'm not sad to see him go. Um, but we're you know he had a great
0: career at Chelsea
1: and uh, so long.
0: I gave him the leaving before competition got too stiff award. Mm. Just like he did at Barcelona. Oh, right? <laughs> for Chelsea. Yeah, he's a two-time winner of this award, where as soon as there was rumors about him getting replaced, yeah, he's out of there. He's off to Roma. He's, he is gone. So, goodbye, Pedro. You will be missed. Oh, okay. Jake, who's next on the list? The next we have it, Leslie Sanchez. Oh. Your favorite? The magician.
1: The magician. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Oh,
0: he is my most expensive piano player in Premier League history award oh winner. <laughs> where, if you did not see his signing video for Manchester it's United, great. he's playing the piano the entire time. It was beautiful. Well done. Good tempo. Great touch. But on 350,000 pounds a week yeah. to play for Manchester United, to underperform, he is the most expensive piano player of
1: please, all time. Please look up the video. It's great. Yeah. Jake? Um, I have him as the most likely to be a glove model. Um, <laughs> you, you see him every time. He's wearing the long sleeves. He's yeah. wearing the gloves. And he looks he great has a doing look. it. He has a look. Yeah, and always, he sticks to exactly. it. Exactly. Um, yeah.
0: That's that's something. He, he was He's going to be missed. You're going to miss him. By someone, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, after that, we have Dejan Lovren, who went to Zenit. He is my, as quoted by himself, world's oh. best fourth-string defender award, That's who has now man. left the Premier League. No way. Yeah, You're I, I said
1: he's the best center back in the world award. Because <laughs> <laughs> I laughed out loud when I heard him oh, quote that. Oh, it was
0: unbelievable.
1: Because he's like, oh, yeah, I, I was on... Croatia. Yeah, then went to the
0: final. I hope people will finally <laughs> recognize me as one of the best center backs in the world. Uh, just a silly. And then, silly then he got replaced by Matip and Joe Gomez, who are both way better. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Miles. And he's the best fourth string center back in the world. In the world. Good for him, honestly. After that, a, a name people might have forgotten got replaced by Zach Steffen at mm-hmm. City as the backup goalie. Claudio Bravo has left Manchester City. Jake, what's your award for Claudio Bravo? <laughs> Um, I hadn't come up with one, but I'll come up with one on the spot right now. Oh, wow. Okay.
1: I have the most Italian-sounding, not-Italian person <laughs> in the Premier League. Okay, so you
0: have the most Spanish-looking man, <laughs> the most Italian-sounding but, uh, person.
1: Is he Is he Argentinian? What is he? Uh, Chilean. Chilean. Yeah.
0: The most Italian-Chilean
1: man you'll ever see.
0: There you go. Mine was the Please Bring Back Joe Hart Award for Claudio Bravo after his terrible <laughs> performances and his... Terrible blunders for Man City, Joe Hart would have done a better job. Okay. Who's now the Spurs backup goalie, funny <laughs> enough. So, who knows?
1: Uh, and now we have the
0: RIP and Peace Award. Thank you. I was about to say <laughs> the exact same thing. Gunnersaurus. Oh, sad. That's tough. Men and, Blazers, men and Blazers took your line.
1: It did. I, I texted it to you and I went on Twitter and I saw it. Yeah. And they had tweeted it just hours before. They said Source died so Thomas Pardee could live, which I think is hilarious. It is. It's and very true. It makes, it makes yeah. sense. No, That's where it, they found the wages, you know?
0: Did, did you give him an award or is that your award? No,
1: it's the RIP and Peace
0: Award. Okay, mine is the greatest sacrifice since Tony Stark in Avengers Endgame. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Not, Over- even,
1: not even the greatest sacrifice since Jesus? No. No? No, no. Tony since Stark. The, oh,
0: my gosh, yeah. I am Iron Man. Yeah. It snaps. It was iconic. And Gunnerosaurus went off into the abyss. Yeah, phase into the sunset <laughs> <laughs> in the exact same way. Love that. So, now this week we have a week off.
1: Boo! Of I know it's
0: tough. I'm so I'm so thankful for it. You know I didn't need it, but for everybody else, yes, a bummer. I will say I'm gonna
1: be gone for a wedding during the weekend. Yeah. Congrats. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't even be. Well, able, it's not your own. Not my but... wedding. No. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to watch. Sure. So I'm, I'm actually kind of glad if there were, yeah. like there has to be an international break. I'm glad it's
0: this weekend. But for those of us that can watch, mm-hmm. which Jake cannot, so please. there is an international break. There is. And we've highlighted some key games along the way. Uh, first off, starting on Wednesday, the 7th of October, you can catch Netherlands play Mexico in a friendly. And on that same day, you can see a Portugal-Spain matchup. And both those games, I mean, there's a myriad of games that day, but they're in preface to the UEFA Nations League that happens the next weekend. And so on Saturday, the biggest game of the day, in my opinion, Spain-Switzerland are playing. That could be a tasty one. Uh, Then on Sunday, you get England-Belgium.
1: Which this is all group stage, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. So you're only going to find a handful of good games. Yeah, exactly. So, England-Belgium, that's a rematch.
0: It's a great one. Yeah. Right. yeah. Rematch from uh, World Cup? World Cup. There's a few of those. Okay. Well, there's two, but that is one of them. Okay. And then, also on Sunday, you can get France versus Portugal. Ooh. Which could also be yeah. a very good game. And so, don't be afraid to find that on Sunday. And then on Tuesday, Germany versus Switzerland. Switzerland has a tough run. <laughs> I mean, you're playing Spain and then Germany. That's unfortunate for them, but... Uh, yeah, so you can find that on Tuesday, and then next Wednesday, Croatia-France, mm-hmm. and a rematch of the World Cup Final.
1: Ooh, tasty. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's the
0: Nations League, but they'll presumably be playing their best lineups, their strongest lineups for that game. Yeah, and sure,
1: we won't see an exact replica of their finals in exactly. World Cup, but you're going to see a
0: lot of the same players. Yeah, very good game. And then also, next Wednesday, Italy and Netherlands play in the UEFA Nations League. So, my question is, Netherlands are playing Mexico? Yep.
1: And they're friendly the week before? Yep. I assume they're not traveling all the way to Mexico. though.
0: I believe it's in Europe.
1: Okay. I was going to be like, go to Mexico. That would be to a play... big ask, especially in <laughs> COVID
0: times. That's,
1: yeah. that's tough. Before a Nations League matchup. It'd be, it'd, yeah. be, it'd be silly. But those are some great games. Thank there you. There
0: are surprisingly good games next week. And so, while you may be <sighs> so disappointed there's no Premier League next week, no preview. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be back next week. to we review The next match week. Maybe we'll talk about some of the Nations League games. We don't know. Uh, but we'll be focusing primarily on match week five. It's going to be exciting yeah. And until then, if you're a Manchester United fan like me. Cry. You can cry over the result and the transfer deadline. Drink. Day. You can drink like I did as well. And if you're a Spurs fan, Rejoice.
1: We you could also cry, but they're, they're tears of tears joy. Tears of joy, sure. And you can also drink.
0: Yeah, if and you're an Arsenal it's fan. It's a celebration. If you're an Arsenal fan yeah. as well, celebrate. Thomas Barty. But also, while you're celebrating, pouring out for Gunnarsaurus. Oh, please. You have to. Our fallen soldier. I know. He's our guy. I'm He's sad not about even it, yeah. guy, You know? But it's uh it's tough. It's tough mm-hmm. to think that we won't be seeing him around anymore. An icon, uh, really. And honestly, I would love to hear the opinion of Arsenal fans. Please. Let us know. Was it worth it? Party (laughs) for Gunnosaurus. That's, again, an Iron Man level sacrifice. What What did it cost? What did it cost? It costed everything. (laughs) (laughs) But it's perfectly balanced as all things should be. As all things should be. (sighs) Do you have anything else for us, Brent? Jake, I don't have a single other thing other than, hey, everybody, have a wonderful week off from the Premier League. I know I will. You're going to be at a wedding. Right, I guess. I'm going to be... Figuring out what I'm going to do while you're gone. I mean, I've got no plans. I'm your only friend. (laughs) I know. It's tough. It's tough. But uh, hey, we'll we'll raise our final glass to a week off of the Premier League, transfer deadline day. And uh, we'll catch you next week.
1: Enjoy this outro of uh, Empire of the Sun.
0: Which we totally have copyright for.
1: (laughs) We'll see you next time.